This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Rod Snyder, president of Field the Market, the Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focused on our one planet with six commitments. Visit the Good Growth Plan on the web at www.goodgrowthplan.com. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with Rod Snyder, president of Field to Market, next. Syngenta's Good Growth Plan is about the biggest challenge facing humanity, feeding a growing population. Syngenta's Good Growth Plan is about six commitments to make crops more efficient, rescue more farmland, help biodiversity flourish, reach and empower smallholders, help people stay safe, and to look after every worker throughout the entire supply chain network. One Planet, Six Commitments. Learn more at www.goodgrowthplan.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. A new generation of consumers is taking a greater interest in where and how their food is produced. Rod Snyder, president of Field to Market, the Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture, says the thirst for information is an opportunity for farmers and the ag industry to talk about management decisions and the responsible things that are being done on farms. We know that there have been changes made and progress made on really key indicators like soil erosion and greenhouse gas emissions and water use. And so farmers are constantly adapting and innovating. So part of what we want to do is talk about what farmers have been doing, uh, what they're already doing, and then also focus on those areas that, that we all know, you know need some additional uh, improvement and be able to, to demonstrate that progress over time. What is Field to Market? Field to Market is a nonprofit organization. It's a multi-stakeholder alliance that has nearly 100 companies from across the food and ag supply chain, as well as universities and conservation groups, all working together to define, measure, and advance uh, the sustainability of uh, commodity crop production in the United States. Would you say your growth is tied to this concern or this growing awareness of sustainability? Yes, we've doubled our membership in Field to Market in the last 24 months, um, going from under 50 to just about 100 uh, member organizations. And it's it's clear to me that that growth is directly tied to consumer interest in uh, sustainability. And everyone's looking for a way to be able to address these issues, but also do it in a responsible, science-based, outcomes-based way. So um, I, I think a worst-case scenario is to have retailers or food companies that are pretty far removed from the farmer come in and prescribe very specific practices or things that may not be workable in every situation. I think the more appropriate approach that Field to Market uses is to really try to model environmental outcomes, understand impacts, and then help farmers think about ways to innovate and make improvements that works within their specific growing conditions. And it's not going to look the same everywhere, and I think uh, that that's really, really important an important distinction in, in how you can address these issues. It's one thing to have card-carrying members, and then it's another to have active members that are involved in projects. You've seen both. We have seen both. Uh, we've doubled the number of active projects across the United States. Uh, we've got about 50 sourcing projects underway in the U.S. that represent uh, more than a million and a half acres of engagement with growers, and we expect that that will double again in 2016, and our goal is to actually be at about 50 million acres of engagement by 2020. That's been the established goal uh, from the field-to-market membership, so we're on a pretty pretty accelerated timeline. You're also working with certified crop advisors. Yeah, the, the certified crop advisor program last year took, I think, a really 
important step by beginning to offer a sustainability specialization within the CCA program. So if you're a crop advisor, you actually can go and take an additional test, take some additional courses and, 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 and training opportunities um, to really understand what the supply chain is looking for in sustainability, um, the kinds of, not, not just the kinds of specific practices at a field level, but also the kinds of reporting requirements and things that um, companies are doing out there that are taking on more and more prominence. And so if you're a crop advisor, you actually could, there's, you know, there's a potentially a business opportunity or a way that you can service your existing customers to help respond to these supply chain signals. And so the CCA program has been working very closely with Field to Market to build that kind of a program within their offerings. And they officially launched it, announced it in November at their annual meeting, and uh, we're continuing to work with them on that, uh, on those various programs. We've seen some large companies now have on the payroll uh, a job description, they have a sustainability advisor. Yes, uh, companies up and down the food and egg supply chain, whether it's a uh, large retailer like uh, Walmart or McDonald's or whether it's a uh, an agribusiness uh, input company like uh, you know DuPont Pioneer or, uh, or, or, or Cargill or, or others, uh, lots of these companies now have very specific sustainability staffers they're helping to oversee this work and make decisions about how their companies are engaging. Those are primarily the types of folks that Field to Market is working with to help them determine their sustainability strategies within their companies and then how they connect to others within the supply chain uh, to bring kind of a seamless approach. How does Field to Market define sustainability? Because it seems to me that in different parts of the globe and perspectives of industry, everyone's got their own definition. We have an accepted definition uh, by the membership that's fairly general, but I think important. And it's meeting the needs of the present while improving the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And so uh, that that includes uh, within the the realms of uh, productivity, uh, profitability, uh, environmental outcomes, uh, and and human well-being. And so we we, we basically take take an approach that um, continuous improvement is the philosophy that we're seeking after. So in other words, uh, we're not setting a specific target or threshold on every given farm about their performance, but we're trying to demonstrate that in the aggregate and over time, farmers can and are doing more to make improvements. Um, and at the end of the day, I think most farmers want to leave their land, their operation in better shape than they found it for their kids and grandkids. And so we operate from this philosophy that you know we can meet the food, fiber, productivity demands that we have today. Uh, we can continue to improve those, uh, those capabilities moving forward, and we can improve the environment at the same time. In fact, it's an imperative. Uh, we have to figure out a way to do it in order to feed 9.6 billion people by 2050. How do you use the field print calculator to measure sustainability? Yeah, there are eight environmental indicators in particular in the field-to-market program. Um, most of them also are, uh, have, a, have a productivity element, so you're, um, you're measuring environmental impact per unit of production. And so through that, through that lens, our field print calculator uh, you know, it allows a farmer to provide specific data points from their own operation from, the, from a specific field, and then it, gets, it gives them a score back in the end that allows them to look at their own performance relative to state and national averages, local averages, if there's enough data. Uh, oftentimes in some of these local projects, they can even do uh, anonymized peer-to-peer benchmarking if they choose to, to uh, participate in that. And they can begin to understand, um, you know, we've had farmers say, 
wow, I didn't realize that I was using, you know, significantly more water and, you know, in an irrigated system um, than, than perhaps my, my peers or my neighbors. And if there's, you know, some adjustments that could be made that don't impact yield significantly, that's actually a, a savings opportunity for the grower as well. Similar types of situations perhaps in nutrient management, uh, certainly in tillage and in other kinds of decisions that, that producers are making, it, pr- it brings a different kind of analysis uh, into the uh, into the decision making process for the grower. So this data age, more data from every acre on the farm, aiding the effort towards sustainability. Big data is becoming a, a really important piece of the conversation uh, within field to market and within the sta- sustainability space. Uh, we're actually hiring a data and technology program director to really help us how uh, understand how these. Uh, our sustainability metrics can connect to the data sets that farmers are already gathering for their own purposes to help manage their operations. Um, if we can make the sustainability assessment process fairly simple and straightforward, they can then focus their time and energy on really uh, making decisions on future practices and, and different management rather than on uh, re-entering data that they may have already collected elsewhere. So we want to make the, the assessment process as easy as possible and then, you know, allow the producer then to actually spend their real time on uh, improving their management within their operation. Chip Bowling, the president of the National Corn Growers Association, told me at Commodity Classic that he felt like before the regulations came from the EPA on farmers in the Chesapeake Bay, he was already a good farmer, but that when the regulations came, while he did not appreciate the mandates coming from Washington, it was the record-keeping and the paperwork and the extra things that he did to satisfy those regulations that made him an even better farmer. I think producers fear mandates, but obviously are looking for that edge of production that allow them, A, to do what's best for the farm, but also to do what's best for the environment at the same time. So we are obviously wanting to assist the farmer in telling a story about their own operation. And oftentimes you'll hear farmers say, I'm sustainable, I'm here on the same land that you know has been in my family for more than 100 years. And um, that should, you know, that is the definition of, or should be the definition of sustainability. And, and oftentimes that producer may be doing a really fantastic job of managing their land, but there's not really any uh, credible way currently to demonstrate that. And so the data collection and the reporting, uh, particularly if you can make it as least burdensome as possible, um, it does provide an avenue to help tell that story. And so field to market is certainly trying to assist using a voluntary approach to help growers uh, be able to manage these issues, to be able to be more transparent, to communicate to consumers, and also perhaps head off other kinds of government regulation if that's a strategy that they uh, believe that they can, can utilize to help do that. Other farmers have identified that there is an environmental area of sustainability. There is an economic area of sustainability. There's also that social aspect of sustainability as well. Absolutely, and uh, field-to-market's bread and butter is more on the environmental side, looking at, at productivity and environmental outcomes. But there are a lot of companies that are interested in social issues as well, things like labor and human health. And depending upon the supply chains that you're in, that may be more or less of an issue. And we focus specifically on commodity crop production, so we don't have quite as much activity for example, on on the labor issues, um, because it's not quite as intensive as in maybe uh, fruit and vegetable production, for example. Um, these companies, though, these food companies that are looking to source sustainably, you have to keep in mind that they're not just working in the United States, they're sourcing from across the world. And so some places, those social issues are even more pronounced. 
And I think what we've done is try to explain to the, these companies that they should focus their energies on those kinds of issues where um, they can make the most difference. So in the United States, it probably doesn't make sense to ask certain kinds of questions to farmers uh, that, you know, as compared to perhaps a producer in Indonesia. So helping these companies, guiding them to understand um, the regional differences, I think is really critical as well. The Department of Agriculture's definition of sustainability at the top of the list is meeting the food and fiber needs of the day. And that makes certain sense. Protecting the environment, enhancing environment uh, is second. Efficient use of non-renewable sources is third. But they don't get to the economic viability of farms until you get fourth on the list. I think farmers would probably move that one up, saying you can't be sustainable if you're not profitable. Well, we, we certainly aren't rank ordering any of the uh, the pillars of sustainability. Uh, field to market would argue that uh, all of them are dependent upon uh, each other, right? So. Um, it's clear to me that if you don't have profitable farming operations, none of this uh, works. You have to have um, the the resources to, to continue uh, operating your farm. Otherwise, uh, we're not going to have the necessary productivity to feed the world. You also, quite frankly, have to have profitable farms if there's going to be resources available to make certain kinds of enhancements that might actually improve the environment as well. So I think a lot of these things really go hand in hand. You can't separate them from, from one another. And, and, and clearly we don't want to put farmers in a position where uh, you know, they're, they're struggling to make ends meet because I don't think at the end of the day that's good for the food system or the environment. Some, some definition of sustainability would take farms back to 40 acres and a mule like the American Gothic where weed control would be tillage and productivity would not match uh, the expected population growth, even to satisfy the food that we need for the day, much less for those of the morrow. So balancing the social demand and the economic needs of farmers, that's a delicate balance, isn't it? It is a delicate balance, and you know, consumers' views and understanding of agriculture really varies. And I think oftentimes there are misconceptions about what agriculture should look like, uh, whether that be, you know, the size of the operation or the kinds of technologies or equipment or things that uh, a farmer is using. But at the end of the day, we, within field to market, we try to actually strip a lot of those things away by really focusing on the outcomes. So what kinds of things can a farmer do to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, to reduce their energy use per unit of production, to improve the water quality uh, coming off their field, to improve their soil conservation? These are the types of issues that we really should be focusing on um, rather than all of the uh, specific technologies or, or practices uh, that uh, you know, consumers may respond to in different ways, perhaps with, a, with not a full understanding. So um, that's why we've taken this science-based, outcomes-based approach to measuring sustainability because at the end of the day, those are the issues that really are going to have the, you know, the largest impact. At the time that you and I are having this conversation, it is the U.S. Congress and specifically the Senate that is working on how foods that might contain ingredients from genetically enhanced crops, how they should be labeled, how that should be made available to the public. So then we look at the label and we see words like natural being used. Should there be a national definition, a national policy standard, either by law or by regulation, for what sustainability is? We believe right now within Field to Market that the industry, as well as the conservation community, environmental groups that are working with industry, are doing a really great job of actually creating a, a voluntary industry-led approach 
to sustainability um, that I believe is actually going to help meet the needs up and down the supply chain for how we communicate about these issues. So our preference, of course, is to uh, allow this program to continue to grow. And, and, of course, we work closely with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. NRCS is one of our affiliate members, in fact, and, and, and a close partner. And we use a lot of the tools and the scientific models that they've developed, uh, of course, to help uh, you know, run this, this program. But at the end of the day, I think the, the, the food and ag supply chain is doing a great job of coming together to help define these outcomes and, and help push the, the ball forward in a way that I don't believe that it would be helpful at this juncture um, for any kind of federal program uh, around labeling on sustainability um, to sort of step in, I think would actually disrupt a lot of the progress that has been made. And, and again, you know, field to market is not a, uh, we're not a lobbying organization. We don't take any policy positions at all um, within the federal government or otherwise. Uh, but we, we, we would suggest that the industry has done a lot of work at this point to help uh, craft a program to, to define and measure sustainability, and, and we believe that that's the right way to go. Perhaps you're accomplishing it through field-to-market, but as in organic food, if a, if a producer satisfies a certification that has been made available through the Department of Agriculture, if you hit all the check boxes on the list, then you have the right to be able to say that the product that you're producing is is organic. So if there was a voluntary program through the Department of Agriculture that would say this farm is sustainable, some might see that as a as a tag worth working for. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of various marketing opportunities and, and niche markets that are going to emerge around this space, uh, no doubt. It's, it's beginning to happen already. That will probably continue. I think the unique thing for the approach that we're taking from sort of a larger scale is that we believe that the whole system can make improvements in a way that the rising tide lifts all ships. And so field to market is not in the business of trying to create another segmented niche market, but rather it's about helping to move the entire U.S. food and ag system forward. And so that's why the specific sort of marketing or labeling aspects of the conversation haven't really been at the forefront, because in a lot of ways these food companies are wanting to make sure that they're sourcing responsibly on a large scale, and I think that's really the objective we're trying to achieve. Well, you're approaching nearly 100 members now. Can you give us a couple of examples of how participating companies are working within the field-to-market structure that consumers now are able to see this effort? Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of the real, the more visible examples we've had um, – uh, Unilever and ADM uh, working in Des Moines around uh, soybeans uh, for uh, Hellman's mayonnaise. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, press and media attention around that particular effort because it is one of our largest projects, local field print projects. And in that effort, the producer is signing on that they're doing particular things on the farm. Yeah, in that case, Unilever has worked with some of the soy associations in the United States to uh, obviously adopt the field-to-market approach, but to also provide assurances that a farmer is taking certain responsible practices on the farm. So Unilever has, in a lot of ways, been able to adapt their own code and uh, use the field-to-market program to help meet those requirements. And, you know, and there are other companies as well that are taking those kinds of approaches, looking at the kinds of things that are important to a specific company and then working with field-to-market to, to help meet those. Rod, look at where we are and, and tell me where you see this industry going, this industry moving now with sustainability either as a goal or a guide. 
Well, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of this comes back to this notion of transparency. And I believe that there is going to be greater transparency within the food and ag sector uh, more than we've ever seen before. And I, I believe that, as I said, I believe that there are right and wrong ways to achieve that. <laughs> and uh, I believe that a metrics-based, outcomes-based approach um, that is really based in the science is the most appropriate way to measure at a farm scale. And so uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more companies moving to a place where they are, are looking for more transparency, they're looking for more credible data and information, and they're looking for closer relationships with their supply chain because this can only be achieved through a lot of work and effort, rolling up the sleeves to try to establish relationships with growers in certain regions. Most of the time we're not actually talking about farmers that are um, specifically contracted with any companies. Uh, most of the times we're talking about commodity crops. And so it takes a lot of work to help establish the kinds of relationships that help to communicate these outcomes. And I think that we're going to see a lot more of that in the years moving forward. Rod Snyder, we appreciate the time you've taken to be with us here on Open Mic. It is Open Mic, and, sir, you have an open forum. Well, we're excited about the increased participation in Field to Market. We're excited about the opportunities we have to work with more farmers across the country. And we really believe that we can be a piece of the solution with helping producers talk about the types of good work that they're doing on their farms and really be able to communicate that to consumers in a way that we haven't been able to do before. Our thanks to Rod Snyder, president of Field to Market, the Alliance for Sustainable Agriculture. Our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focused on our one planet with six commitments. Visit the Good Growth Plan on the web at www.goodgrowthplan.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Daly.